Welcome to Problem Corner. More than just a radio show, it's a community forum, a marketplace, and a platform for dialogue on the issues that matter most to the people of Juneau and Southeast Alaska. This is a space where your voice can be heard, whether you're celebrating, selling, or seeking solutions. Just go to KINYradio.com, click on the Problem Corner link, and add your comments, suggestions, or leave a message. Now, here's your host, Wade Bryson. Well, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Problem Corner. Thanks for joining me on this uh, Problem Corner podcast edition. Uh, we got a couple things to talk about today, some uh, the city stuff that's going on, no big deal. Uh, we also have um, a couple of calls that we're going to handle. Um, who knows what Problem Corner will bring us. Uh, let me start with an email that I got here on Problem Corner um, from Charlie Brown. Not 100% certain that that is his real name. But Charlie's in search of a two-bedroom that is Veterans Affair housing voucher uh, available. Uh, A disabled veteran is in need of housing uh, here in Juneau. The rent will be paid for 100%. While in recovery for 12 months, Uh, and he's, again, waiting disability approval. Housing guidelines are very specific, um, but they are looking to rent something. Uh, If you have a rental and you can help uh, this individual out, the phone number is 419-2040-419. Two zero four zero. If you can help this veteran out, and you can accept that uh, veteran pay. All right. Uh, you know, while you're thinking of it, and while you're listening to this, go to your computer. Go to kinyradio.com. Find the problem corner link. Click it and send me an email. There's a way that you can include a phone number if you'd like to call and per- if you want me to give you a call and you can participate in Problem Corner. Um, there's so many different ways that you can participate now that we're in a recorded podcast mode that uh, we want you to reach out to kinyradio.com and click that Problem Corner link and let's see how we can get you involved with Problem Corner. All right, uh, So aside from uh, trying to get somebody some housing, which brings me to the first topic, Um, we've touched on Telephone Hill before, and uh, it's come up again as the assembly is saying, yeah, we're going to move forward and we're going to have uh, private contractors, we're going to partner up with them to build hopefully 100 housing units on Telephone Hill. Um, the assembly is almost unanimously behind that as we uh, recognize that uh, housing is a crisis, particularly in the downtown corridor. Um, and some folks have been concerned about like maybe picking the house up and taking it with them. I wonder if you could do that. And so uh, there's a whole bunch of rules at play and people are there's been a handful of meetings for Telephone Hill. But for every Telephone Hill meeting where, you know, people are coming out, they're passionate about that area. They, it means something. It's something special to them. However, we've had probably eight to one meetings that cover housing, the consequences of being in a housing crisis, the challenges of putting new housing downtown. We've had way, way more uh, Juno input um, that that is the desire for the community to increase housing 
as a primary goal far, far outweighs um, the priority of, of saving uh, uh, these very poor condition houses. Um, you haven't heard that. I've heard it anecdotally. Nobody will say it out loud on the record because they don't want to. They don't want to sound too harsh, but um, they're rough. Um, and we're not even getting in, into the systemic racism component of it. So it's just a. Um, I understand that there are some folks that were hoping to keep Telephone Hill the same as is, um, but here's what ended up happening: every city rule dictated that we do something different than just benefiting one small group of people. Our rules and our policies are dictated so that the greater Juno benefits from whatever decisions we make rather than 16 individuals. So I know it's a tough topic. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. K-I-N-Y radio.com. Click the prom corner link. Um, there've been a couple of opportunities for public testimony. Um, and it, it got a lot more attention after this last time that we said, no, we will be moving forward with redevelopment of that area. All right. And again, you can uh, reach out to us if you've got two cents on the Telephone Hill topic and go to K-I-N-Y radio.com. Click on Prom Corner. Hey, I'm going to go off and uh, do a phone call real quick. Good morning and welcome to Problem Corner. I'm your host, Wade Bryson. What's your problem? Well, good morning. It's about time. Yes, nice ma'am. To hear your voice again. Hey, it's good to talk to you as well. But I do, I'm yes, serious. I, What's your problem? Uh, well, your music is just too good. Well, that is a good problem to have. So you're rocking out at home to this, this morning? Yes, in my kitchen and rocking out. I'm loving the music. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, and so, if we can't have problem corners, we might as well just roll with the flow. That's a really good attitude. Um, so you're going to be able to listen to this on Saturday morning. We have a problem corner, and now it's going to be a podcast. So you can listen anytime you want. But I really great. appreciate you coming and joining us here on Problem Corner Day. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I know. Life is full of changes. I hope we all good. Yes, ma'am. Well, I hope everything's going good for you, and I'm glad you're rocking out in the kitchen today. So far. All right. Hey, you have a great day. Thank you so much for participating in Problem Corner. Um, If you want to get a Problem Corner call in, all you got to do is go to KINYradio.com, click on Problem Corner link, say, here's my phone number, Wade. Give me a shout during the Problem Corner show, and I'll call you, and you can tell me what's your problem, because I want to know. All right. Um, another problem that has come up as we uh, get to the end of this first segment here, a lot of people are questioned the Assembly's decision to invest in the gondola, which then had a, a gold belt, the Juno Native Corporation, um, invest in Eagle Crest. And people were like, God, why would they do that? Why would they do that? And one of the things, one of the reasons we did that is because Eagle Crest is one of the gems of the community. And it has loyalty and appreciation from its users, unlike a lot of other things that we have. And on Monday night's assembly meeting, we are actually going to approve a donation from the estate of the late Dwayne Packer. And that doesn't sound like much, but when I read that, it blew my mind that 
Eagle Crest, a city-owned ski resort that is city-owned, taxpayer-subsidized, that they appreciated it so much that they left it as part of they left their uh, as part of their estate. Part of their legacy was to give to Eagle Crest, and so for a, a government-owned ski resort to have that level of loyalty, that level of dedicated usership. How special did Eagle Crest have to be in the late Dwayne Packer's heart so that he thought, man, when I go, I want to have part of my legacy go on to benefit Eagle Crest. And if he knew nothing else about Eagle Crest, that would be enough to know. That's how special it is in the hearts of the Junoites that use uh, Eagle Crest. Uh, in fact, I have a Turo car. I know. I, I want to try it and see if it works. Actually, works okay, especially in June. I don't have to worry about the car leaving the city. Um, but I had a, a father or daughter come in, rent my Turo car, and they, they barely fit their skis, but the skis went in it, and they headed up to Eagle Crest. So I'm like, well, there you go. They took a trip to Juno, uh, invested in the economy or made deposits in the economy, renting a car. They got to stay somewhere. Uh, they were staying at a local B&B. Um, you know, for them to go skiing at Eagle Crest, they put more money into our economy than they paid for their lift tickets. And so thank you and kudos to Eagle Crest. If you're not using it, um, that's Okay. You probably should, but if you're not, it's all right. But appreciate that the folks that are using it love it as much as any other organization that we have. All right, that brings us up to a break. I'm going to take a brief break here on the Prom Corner Podcast, and I'll be right back with more Prom Corner on KINY. Welcome back to the Prom Corner Podcast. Uh, man, we got all kinds of great things going on here. I was just covering Eagle Crest. I have the even better news than that stuff. Juno is getting a free electric vehicle pickup truck from the feds. How cool is that? They've paid the entire 70-something thousand, 78,000, I think it was. Um, we got a, a grant for a free electric pickup truck um, that'll probably go into the uh, the fleets, the Juno fleet. Uh, public, and work, uh, public Works and Facilities uh, utilizes pickup trucks for the various tasks that they do, uh, you know, keep up the city. And so one of those vehicles will now be an EV, and it did include some um, charging infrastructure, which I thought was exciting. Normally, you hear stories about we're buying a, an e-bus, and we did buy an e-bus from Proterra, a company that is now bankrupt and out of business. The next eight electric buses are coming from Gilliam, and Gilliam has been the primary uh, bus supplier to Juno, so now we're working with the same brand is what our other 20 buses are. And so I'm a little bit more optimistic. But now that we're adding an EV truck to the fleet, um, our city will be more informed about how the operations of EV vehicles go for public transportation. So we are 
kind of learning all that as we go, but at the same time making progress. So I was really excited when I heard that the feds were giving us a free electric vehicle. Uh, What's your thoughts on electric vehicles? While Juno is the ideal place for electric vehicles because of they're then powered by rainwater, which is how we get our uh, renewable hydro energy, um, there's that whole small thing of the amount of mining that has to take place to acquire all the precious metals to make the very large batteries for the EVs. And so that becomes part of the sticky wicket of, I want an EV, but how much mining am I okay with? Because that's one of the consequences of all of these EVs. Is uh, Toyota came out with a one six ninety rule. They can make one 100% EV. And for the same amount of resources or precious metals, they can make six um, hybrid vehicles. Uh, I believe it was six plug-in hybrid vehicles. And then, or they could make 90 traditional hybrids. So one, six, 90. They might have thrown a three in there for like a straight um, three, six. Yeah. Check out the Toyota rule. And that was the, the car manufacturers looking into what resources do we need to make these different vehicles. And uh, they definitely discovered that they can make way, way, way more um uh, traditional hybrid vehicles, uh, both gas-powered and battery, uh, than by just making uh, primarily uh, electric vehicles. I think we're going to hear more about that as time goes on because the, the trend was going towards uh, electric vehicles. And now it, they're saying, hey, wait a second. It takes a lot of resources to do that. All right. Speaking of electricity, I happen to know an electrician. I'm going to go to take a phone call here uh, on Problem Corner. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. This is Wade with Problem Corner. I want to know, what's your problem? Well, good morning, Wade. How you been doing? I've been doing pretty good. Um, I don't have too many problems on a nice weekend like this one. Uh, But thank you for joining us on the Problem Corner podcast. Um, What's your problem? Well, Wade, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm really uh, disappointed in in kind of our general um, the way things are going in in society or whatever these days in town. You know, we're, I'd like to see people getting back to the trades and getting back to work and um, not counting on the government or systems or laws or rules to take care of them. Um, it's just becoming such a, a problem where everybody's trying to make everybody happy and, and it's making everybody miserable. We just can't oh, have yeah. all these programs. Yes, know? that, that is exactly a program, right. Yeah, a program or a rule or a law for everything, and we're just stuck, you know, and... Um, you know, as a contractor here in town and a businessman, I, I cannot find uh, enough qualified help. And it doesn't matter where I go to do business in this town. Uh, those businesses, whether I talk to the owners or just see it firsthand, I can tell that they're understaffed or undertrained or qualified or lack of um, 
care, <laughs> if you will. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we need to, I think it starts, you know, at home and I, and it starts in the schools. You know, when I was a kid here in Juneau, we had auto shop and we had wood shop and oh, we yeah. had all these things. And um, I think then, you know, the counselors were pushing us towards college and that was pretty much what we were all told to do. Is, you know, yes, you gotta- for decades, that is the only mantra that education knows. Higher education, you got to go to college. But yet every apprentice, so every trade that you mentioned, they become an apprentice. And so they receive the same training that a a college kid would get. But don't apprentices make money from like moment one? You make money the whole time that you're training and doing your apprenticeship. Isn't that accurate? That is accurate. Um, So I can speak uh, very well from the um, IBEW, the Electricians Union. Okay. Um, trade here. What's and, a what's um, a brand new guy that just got qualified to be uh, an apprentice for the IBEW? What kind of money is that guy, uh, that person, going to be able to make? Fifty percent of journeyman's wage. So right now, journeyman's wage is uh, forty six dollars an hour. <gasps> check. Did you say forty six dollars an hour? That's more than a nurse makes. <laughs> That's more than a uh, yeah. cop makes. Yeah, well, and that's probably more than I make. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. If you want to be a power lineman, then I think those guys are like fifty-two or fifty-three dollars an hour on the check. Holy snikes! That's awesome. And that doesn't that doesn't include your your medical benefits, your retirement. So for oh, every get out of here! No, no, for every hour you work, another six bucks an hour goes into your medical fund. Another three dollars or seven dollars an hour goes towards your money purchase pension plan and wow. then you get um, you get dollars for years served and all those things so the day that that apprentice gets into the program they're getting set for making, life yeah so if he's just a, a commercial wireman so half of 46 is going to be 23 bucks an hour as his starting wage wow and then he's going to get medical and retirement benefits for moment one yeah, from moment one. Oh my gosh. I think we've just solved Juno's economic, housing, and uh, job problem all right here on this phone call. This is mind blowing stuff. Everybody should know this. Well, I've been going to the schools and talking to these kids about it. Every time I get around a group of friends, you know, and I'm talking to their kids about what's, you know, what are their plans, what's happening, um, you know, I always bring this up uh, myself and. Corey Baxter. Corey is the Corey's um, awesome. Yep. Yeah. Corey is the business manager for the operators union. He's down at the schools with me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter whether, you know, the operators have a very similar, um, program. Um, there's some minor differences and then the plumbers are good too. And the carpenters have a, um, very similar program. So, um, the unions themselves are separated from each other and some are stronger than others, but the process is still, somewhat the same all right and i've got one more thing that i wanted to bounce off this is what i'd heard about like the trades guys so if there's a a guy who's uh the carpentry somebody's a drywall somebody's with electrician uh and somebody's maybe uh uh, plumbing and those five guys coordinate and they go and buy a build each other uh, they build five homes and so everybody gets their homes built by helping because those are just their buddies and those are the skills and the tools that they have. Have you ever heard of those scenarios where 
friends in the in the trades industry help get each other's homes built? Well, that's how we built my house. You've been oh, in my, shop. my gosh. See, and it solves everything. So if you're worried about not being able to buy a home, go to the trades. If you're worried about not being able to get a home, well, you learn how to build one. I mean, that's... Wow. All right. Man, I'm so glad I called you today. Uh, I've got UAS Campus Council is one of my liaison meetings next week, and I'm going to talk to the UAS union trades person, Corey Ortez, Ortiz, because they're trying to figure out how to get more people to participate in those programs. So doing kind of a similar line of work that you're doing, I think it's great. Mm -hmm. I've had... um I've given uh, classes on uh, CAD programming for CNC machinist stuff. Okay. I've given a bunch of, you know, I help out with the high school and the uh, middle school robotics teams. And so I've helped those kids if they come to me and they've got parts, you know, that they need for their robots. Uh-huh. And I teach them how to use the CAD program and I make them draw the, the, the part and the piece that they need. Because I'm not going to just let them come over and me make them this you know, $2,000 whiz bang that they need because it takes that much labor and time to get the first one out. And then they're 14 cents a piece after you do that, when you hit the, the go button, if oh, you know wow. what I mean, but that's pretty the cool. prototyping process, you know, is, is always expensive. And so I tell these kids, you know, Hey, I'll help you. I'll teach you, but you got to put in the work. I'm not, you can't just come over and ask me to help you make one. You know, I want the, the trade-off, instead of you paying me money, is that you have to learn something, and you have to show me proficiency in the skill. That's Man, that's just the me. way, that's just how you teach people. I'm so proud of you, sir. Hey, but I did have one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about, because the community needs to know that it was part of your energy to help make this happen, the off-road vehicle park that is being built out at like 35 mile, the OHV park. You had to, you just did so much work to make sure that the community had that, um, that facility. And it looks like it's like in the process of getting built now. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm real, real proud of that. I'm really happy that, uh, you know, the city has done everything that they've done to help us out with that. And I would say that, you know, Noah and Shelly Lager, um, probably, uh, really took this thing over three, four years ago and, and have really taken this home with, you know, Michelle Elfers and, um, oh, yeah. you know, the assembly and stuff. So really, you know, I would, I would, uh, I kickstarted the thing, you know, and, yep. and that's I what I was going to, sir. Group, yeah. There was a group of people that were trying to get it going before, but they were kind of not very nice to deal with and it just never went anywhere. <laughs> Um, and there was a lot of opposition too, and I think that myself and the the PRAC at the time, and then the assembly later on, you know, everybody kind of started working together, and it started chooching, you know. Right on. Well, great things happen when everybody works together. Hey, your information has been so helpful. Hopefully, it converted a couple of folks into the trades today. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, one more quick plug. Um, you know the. The OHV thing isn't done, you know. There, we still need to get a, a small motocross park out here for the young kids to, you know, do uh, do laps and get exercise. And, oh, absolutely! And it's, an important, it's an important part of, you know, if those kids 
get a job so that they can buy a dirt bike or a remote control truck or whatever they do, and then they go break it. That's great. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, learn from, <laughs> learn from your mistakes, learn how to order the parts, learn how to save your money, learn how to fix it and learn how to maintain it. So it doesn't break again. These are all fundamental things of everyday life when you have to learn how to adult. And we just have so many young kids and middle age, you know. I think you just hit the nail 30s. on the head of summing it all up. We're trying to make adults here. Yeah, well, we got all these people that are just cruising around living on mommy and daddy's couch. That's not adulting. They, yeah, no, they, you know, they bum some money off of mom so they can go get some IPAs and then, you know, they just, <laughs> that's just all that's going on, you know. They cruise around with their short socks and they don't even want a car because they don't need one because somebody's going to give them a ride or somebody's got a program to all right <laughs> well i tell you what let's focus on the people that are making it happen and um that motocross track is gonna happen eventually and it's in part due to you kicking this off so i want to thank you josh hey great talking with you today thanks for taking my call for problem corner all right thanks wade take, take care, care. All right. I really appreciate Josh taking the call and sharing all of his great insight. And so let's let that be the lesson of the day. Uh, Apprentices in uh, these trade unions start off with a great wage above $20 an hour. And once they become a certified, certified trades person that uh, the wages are above $40 into the $50 an hour range. And man, that is a livable wage. And they tra- they pay you while you're training. So, so the reverse of college where you got to pay to be there and probably work a part-time job that you don't like to make it happen. Or you could go get a trades job. You just work that Monday through Friday and get a livable wage to start. That's pretty cool. All right. uh, I'm going to go ahead and take another break here on the Prom Corner podcast. I'll be right back with more Prom Corner. All right. Welcome back to Prom Corner. Uh, I was talking about some good news, and um, I did have some good news for all of Juno. So I'll give you a little history or back story first. So when I became the chair of public works and facilities, one of the first things I did was go on field trips to go visit all of the public works and facilities facilities. Uh, I went to the wastewater treatment plant, learned about that. But I also went to the water distribution center where the majority of our water uh, that goes to the the homes and businesses, uh, our potable water source that's literally across the street from me here, um, down from the uh, Salmon Creek Dam. Uh, What I learned is that Juno has the best quality drinking water that you can get. We just have top tier, uh, the cleanest water supply, um, the purest water. Uh, Man, it's just great water. Our water is so clean that the filters, the filtration system, for everybody else that uses this filtration system, they have to flush their system once a month. They just have to. Uh, Juno's water was so clean, they got a permission uh, or a, a waiver. They only have to flush their system every two months because the water was just so incredibly clean. Um, so not only do we have the cleanest drinking water on the planet, but the DEC is giving us a... 
a large forgivable loan, uh, 58% can be forgiven for um, the Public Works and Engineering to study all of Juno's drinking water pipes to make sure that all of our um, households have the same cleanest water that it starts with. And so they're going to do a study and they're going to go check out, um, make sure that all of our drinking water pipes are um, acceptable. Uh, Prior to the 80s, they had lead in the pipes, I think is one of the things that they're looking for. So they do a lot of uh, office work first, figuring out which homes are going to be the ones that are in jeopardy of having the bad pipes. And then they'll go from there. So uh, the newer homes, 90s and forward, um, that's not one of their concerns. So uh, that's one of the issues that we'll be facing. Uh, but it, I thought it was great news. Uh, the state of Alaska DEC is going to fund 58% of it. Um, so we will know exactly how clean our water is. All right. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a phone call here. Well, good morning. Hi, this is Wade. Welcome to Problem Corner this morning. What's your problem? Morning, Wade. Good morning. Christine Wall with the Juno Assembly. Yes, Miss Wall. Good morning. What's your problem? Well, I have, I think maybe these aren't problems, but opportunities for the community to engage. Okay. Um, I wanted to just highlight for folks uh, listening to your show that on Monday, um, the Assembly is going to be uh, voting on a few big um, funding ordinances uh, associated with the school district. And I know it's a hot topic in town right now, so I just wanted to remind people that um, if you do or do not want city resources to be um, helping the school district out right now, um, this is an opportunity to come testify and tell the assembly what you think because um, we need the community to speak up so that we know um, the right actions to be taking. And this will be the second uh, opportunity uh, for public testimony. We did it last Monday as well, correct? Yeah, correct. And we didn't have a ton of people show up. And I know that there's been so much happening with the school board. I know people have really been engaged in kind of what's happening with the consolidations and the buildings, um, which of course is super important, but also, um, you know, we're funded on uh, taxpayer dollars. And so we as the assembly definitely want to know what the community um, wants us to spend that money on. And if it's, you know, how much on education. Yes. And the one thing that I wanted to include here that not everybody is aware of is that CBJ, us, the assembly, we fund the school to the maximum uh, cap that is allowed by law. And then we even fund a few things outside of the cap, like some transportation and I think some sporting stuff. Yep. Yeah, that's correct. And part of Part of what we're going to be discussing on Monday is whether we wanted to add helping them take care of their facilities as well. Um, uh, so that will be an interesting discussion. 
I know of one of their facilities that I'm excited to take control of, and that is the school district uh, offices. Um, we're in need of a little bit of office space. So that does actually complicate the city hall discussion because all of a sudden we have extra buildings. So we're trying to, uh, what was that old phrase that Rory used to say? Undo the ball, the ball of noodles. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of noodles to, <laughs> to untangle right now. All right. Well, Miss Will, you grab one end and I'll grab the other and we'll just start yanking until something works. Perfect. All right. Okay. Uh, anything else that's on your mind, uh, Assembly Member Wall? No, that's probably the the highlight. Um, hope how, How's the new format going for you? Um, well, we're figuring it out right now, ma'am. Thanks for participating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, Miss Will. Happy to be here. Happy right on. It's so great to talk to you on Prom Corner today. You have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you on the assembly. See you later. Bye. B- bye-bye. So thank you again to assembly member Christine Wall. Um, I really like working with Miss Wall. She is the chair of the finance committee. And, uh, man, you want to talk about a tough committee assignment. Uh, the chair of the finance committee um, has to run the finance season, which is eight weeks in April and May and maybe the beginning of June if we drag on a little bit, um, where we have to discuss every nickel that CBJ spends. And so I want to compliment Miss Wool on uh, her stepping into Chris, uh, Carol Treem's shoes uh, to fulfill that because she's done a great job. All right, uh, we've got a little bit more going on here. Uh, we talked about the best drinking water. Um, the Pell study is, uh, we're about to get an update on that. And they have done their winter uh or fall, winter, and spring work. And so we're hoping that uh, with the uh, North Douglas Crossing, uh, the Pell study group or stakeholders group um, will be announcing what the preferred alternatives are. And so we know that the second crossing is could be a controversial issue. I'm very optimistic that the state DOT is going to bring us back some projects um, that are going to be viable. And uh, a second crossing could be a real thing. Um, I want to remind everybody that this is it. We either do the second crossing now while we have federal money involved, state uh, DOT is completely involved, and the local uh, CBJ, Public Works and Engineering, is involved. So we have all three government entities trying to get us a second crossing right now. That's kind of how that project works. If for some reason um, we don't pull it off now or it ends up not getting built, it would probably be, I would say, 50 years before discussion of a second crossing would come back up again. It would be a significantly long time period that nobody dealing with it right now would be uh, in their same role the next time this conversation would come up and we would have to start over from scratch, another five-year Pell study program. This is it. This is our shot to get a second crossing. Um, So even if you don't like some of the areas they're crossing, if you would be so kind as to find an area where you do like for North Douglas Crossing to go, um, 
let us know about that. Uh, we will have some public testimony for Juno citizens uh, when that comes up. And so uh, I'll make sure that you have an opportunity to participate in that. We want to know your two cents. Uh, but just personally myself, I would like for you to tell me what you do support and you know what concerns you have for, like, say, the sunny point that is uh, smack dab in the middle. But that's a whole other conversation. All right, I'm going to head off to a commercial break. I'll be right back with more Problem Corner Cot. I'll be right back with more Problem Corner podcasts after this break. Welcome back to the rest of Problem Corner here. Man, we've covered all kinds of things today. Uh, Free EVs, Telephone Hill, Eagle Crest. Um, I've got a great way where you can interject yourself into these conversations more meaningfully. Join one of the city boards or commissions. Uh, Go to the cbj.gov website, uh, find the clerk's link, and uh, on there you'll be able to fill out one application for city board or commission, and then you can click the different boards or commissions that you'd be interested in. And then who knows, maybe we'll be able to appoint you to one of the city boards and commissions and you can have your say or have a more significant say in what happens in our community here. Uh, Leap year, you just got a free day. And coming every four years, it does kind of sneak up on us. Uh, um, If you pay rent, you benefit from the extra day. That's a free day for you Um, to work in uh, 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 hourly job. That's a whole extra day in the month that you get to work. Um, I I just really appreciate the um, leap year day as like a bonus day. Normally, uh, February with only 28 days, shortest shortest month to collect the revenue, to be able to pay your mortgage or your rent, which is the same even though they had two or three less days than all the rest of the months. And so we get that 29th a day. It makes February just almost equal uh, with the amount of resources and energy they have to put in to accomplish uh, that. I've always called February the worst month because um, it's just you're coming out of winter. Things are already slow a little bit. Then you only have 28 days. And before you know it, you're in March and all the monthly bills are due again. So yay, for uh, Leap Year Day and Fooey on February. I think I'll, that'll be my official position. Um, although we did get two fake springs uh, during the, this uh, February time, so uh, maybe we can say thanks for that. All right. Um, do you have two cents on the Leap Year holiday, the extra day? What does that mean to you? Uh, by all means, send me the answer to KINYradio.com. Click the Problem Corner link. That'll shoot your answer right over here. And if you want to include your problem corner email, or if you want me to just give you a call, do that through that problem corner link. And I hope that you made the most of your problem of your uh, leap year extra day this year. Uh, Three hundred sixty-six days to make it happen instead of the usual three sixty-five. I have an email here. Yay! 
my boy Kevin, he is looking for VHS tapes, especially ones made in Alaska about Alaska. He's also trying to see if anyone has got home recorded Juno cable tapes. Uh, when uh, did you record cable from the 80s through the 2000s? If you could uh, email taku42 at gmail.com taku42 at gmail.com it's been fun digitalizing local tapes and sharing them online um, he also wants to comment on the recent announcement about Alaska DOT transportation improvement plan or the STIP uh, being uh, in limbo due to needing corrections does that affect the progress made on the Douglas second crossing Kevin, this is the scariest thing that has been said on Prom Corner all week long. Um, yes, it does have an implication. So hopefully uh, the Alaska DOT uh, will get their act together and make those corrections. Thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. Uh, tonight, Saturday, March 2nd, the Women's uh, Gala, Women of Distinction Gala, um, Aware's annual fundraisers taking place. Um, man, what a great way to go and honor the awesome women of our community. And at the same time, it's Aware's main fundraiser. And so the revenue and the funds that they raise from this uh, Women of Distinction Gala go to their mission of helping women and children in their most vulnerable position. So it's a great way to go and give. Um, you can participate in the gala. They're always a good time. Um, the silent auction has to be my favorite part. And um, the last silent auction, I didn't win anything. But I promise people paid more for the things that they bid on because I just figured, oh, you're bidding twice. All right, I'll, I'll raise your bid then. Um, so if you uh, don't have plans and you're available the night of March 2nd, um, head on down to Centennial Hall and maybe you can get into the Aware's Women of Distinction Gala and congratulations to the women uh, that they are honoring this evening. Um, they've definitely done great work for Juno. All right. And it is uh, that second false spring we had sunny weather and it was making it look like we were gonna have some nice weather um it's nice nice and cold um be sure to bundle up this weekend as uh that sunny weather and that uh that uh, ice cold wind um it's gonna be able to cut right through you like a knife and uh we want you to stay nice and warm all right. Well, hey, thank you, everybody, for listening here to the uh, Problem Corner podcast. And if you're listening to it on Saturday mornings, yay. I hope you have a great Saturday. Uh, and if you're listening to this um, as a podcast, I hope your week is great. I hope you got some good information from this. Uh, if you take anything away from today's Problem Corner, uh, take away that we need more people in the trades and the trades are paying. And so anybody that is concerned that they are not earning a living wage, they'll train you at 23 bucks an hour for training plus medical plus retirement. There's just nothing else 
um, out there. There's no other jobs out there that have that level of benefits that fast into your hiring, like moment one. Um, they just don't work that way. So if you do hear somebody saying uh, they're needing to upgrade their jobs uh, or their lives, maybe have them go look into the trades organizations and they could start at UAS and check out, um, reach out to Corey Ortiz or Ortiz um, and he might be able to help you with that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for another wonderful edition of Problem Corner. I want to thank you all again for listening. And uh, please, throughout the week, go to the r- computer. Go to KINYradio.com. Click the Problem Corner link. Send me an email. Send me your comments. If you want to uh, receive a call during Problem Corner, put that in there. And you'll be hearing from me next week on Problem Corner. Uh, Till next time, remember, on Problem Corner, there are no such thing as problems, only solutions we've yet to discover. Have a great rest of the day. I'm Wade. I'm out of here. You've been listening to Problem Corner, a production of KINY Radio. Listen every Saturday morning at 9 or subscribe everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.